What's up, cat lovers and feline enthusiasts? That's right. It's a special episode of the Easy Podcast is where all we're talking about is cats. <laughs> no. The movie. No. I thought, oh, is I that thought not what were, this is? No, I thought you were making a reference to Don't F with Cats. The no, I haven't watched that. Uh, did you see Did you see it? I have not. Okay. I'm did scared. you go see Cats? No, of course Neither not. did anyone else. <laughs> I'm, of course, kidding. I'm Zach. This is Eric. He's drinking water. Hi. It's fine. It's the yes, intro. It's great. To our 2019 best of. Uh, we're not going to do a worst of because that's rude. Right. Because we have a whole series dedicated yeah. to bad, <laughs> yeah. right? Which. Um, from the bit. Yeah. Our last from the bin, I think, is in the bin uh, due to some technical issues. Yeah. Because uh, I don't know how to focus. Well, it's fine. It's fine. It's we, fine. we were not it's using fine. cameras yeah, that were intended be, for what we were be, doing. It'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, we will we'll, we'll revisit that movie next year, I think. I think it'll be I think a so. good Christmas movie to visit next year. I, I, yeah, I think so. Dive a little deeper into it. But uh, as for this year, uh, this is our 2019 recap. We are now in the uh, second, third week of January 2020, which is crazy to think about. And It's uh, the first week. What what it's day is it? Dude, oh my gosh, it's the fifth. Yeah, we're you, you haven't you've been <laughs> traveling and yeah, not working, all so you don't place. even know what, what know. week it is. I'm surprised that I've been able to watch as much as I have. But what have you been watching? Well, I've been watching all kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, I've been sitting at home. Yeah, doing nothing. Right. Well, no, I be, wait till. I mean, we've had the whole family over for like a week and a half. Yeah, and then we've had my wife's mom here for three weeks, so that's been fun. Um. But yeah, what what have I been watching? <laughs> As I pull up the text list that I sent you. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so I binge watched the entire season of Witcher. Jeez. The entire season of Messiah. What is Messiah? Um, so Messiah is a new, se- even, it's a new series it. on Netflix um, about this... Uh, about this guy that um, leads these Syrian refugees out of Damascus in the middle of the desert, and is it serious or is it it's comedy? Uh, I mean, it's drama. Oh, it's, okay. It's I don't know if it would be considered comedy or not. I mean, it's dark comedy. No, <laughs> maybe. I mean, it's funny because I saw a post from one of my friends on Facebook that, that said, you know, I've watched this controversial whatever. And I'm like, I haven't heard any controversy over it. Right. I haven't I guess heard because, of this until you texted me. And I guess the controversy is because it's about Jesus. You know, it's about the second coming of the Messiah, basically. Okay. And Does it take place in like current times? Yes. Oh, current okay. time. And uh, uh, yeah, I'm like eager. So there's some things that happen throughout this like miraculous type things that happen that would lead you to believe like he never says himself you're right like i am you know i am the christ <laughs> he doesn't say well, that I was thinking, guys, and it wouldn't be in that accent either when you send <laughs> when you send me that you're watching the side it just immediately my brain went to life of brian right yeah that, and i was like which is where that reference came from yeah right with, yes exactly but i was like is this oh, a serious movie or yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it is serious um and it 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 was intriguing and i told and it was actually well done from uh m- filmmaking standpoint and so um 
I was I was totally Are they using in. actors and stuff from like that area of the world or is it like white yeah, people playing? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. It's not yeah, it's um ethnically mm. diverse in what you would expect. Um so yeah, it's not that, which is cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. What do you think of The Witcher? Cuz I've only made it one episode so far. Um man, I, I this is what this is if somebody would have told me this before I sat and watched the whole thing, um, I probably would have never watched it. Like I've never watched Game of Thrones, okay, because of the gratuitous nudity that is unnecessary. Oh, does uh, this have a bunch of that? There, there is. Yeah. There's a bunch of that. Well, and apparently, I've talked to some people that have seen both, and they're like, it's like half of what game of thrones was so right. it's not like the first oh, couple seasons of game of thrones were pretty much yeah. i mean it's like porn basically i'm like yeah that's not what i signed up to watch um but uh henry cavill does an amazing job in this and it just it was it's really well done and and i'm watching it with my 13 year old daughter and so i'm fast forward you know i see the scene coming and i'm like well okay boop, 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 right, get right. past it <laughs> Skip and seconds. it doesn't and and you know, you get the point. You don't miss anything. You don't miss any story. So it's, it's, so the, you know, that's the type of thing where, I don't know, maybe I'm prudish, but dude, if it doesn't support the story and it's not necessary, why have it? That's fair. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Overall though, uh, excited Great. for a second season. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm, and I'm excited for it. And, uh, yeah, it looks good. It, it was. It's fun. It's you know this kind of um, medieval times, you know, witches and warlocks and mages and all kinds of you know crazy things that happen. And yeah, it's cool. The thing I enjoyed about it, the first episode that I watched, was it drops you right into it as opposed to like slowly hinting at a world of magic, right? Which Game of Thrones is kind of that way, where it took a while for it to be like, oh, by the way, this is fantasy. Yeah. You know, I mean, there was a few elements up top. You're like, you know, clearly this isn't a, a normal world or a realistic world. Right. When he's fighting the monsters. They, yeah. The ice monsters yeah. and stuff or whatever. Um, but at the same time, like, I don't know. I, I like, if you're going to have a fantasy show, just drop me into the fantasy. Right. And let me have fun with that. And in, in this episode, like right out of the gate, he's he's fighting a monster. Yeah. He's got his crazy black eyes and mm-hmm. yeah, and all that stuff. So uh, I'm I'm excited to go through it. Um we we were watching uh over the holiday break, we were watching the Marvelous Miss Maisel on Amazon. Oh uh, yeah. And uh that show is not at all what I was expecting. So it's from the creators of um Gilmore Girls. Mm, mm-hmm. And so, if you know Gilmore Girls, it's like it, Gilmore Girls is a lot of like people just talking right. nonstop back and forth to each other, and a lot of long takes of like just letting the moments happen. And but but no one is ever not talking. Right? There's always some sort of dialogue going on in the in the in the, in the edit. Like the edit doesn't leave room for space. Rarely. So this is like that. Very much. Gotcha. So it has that same vibe to it but it's uh clearly more budget (laughs) clearly um not limited to what broadcast format it is in the sense of language and stuff like that but i i really enjoy it we got through i think we're almost through the second season now i think there's three seasons total now wow but it's really good um yeah if you want kind of like a show that doesn't 
it doesn't have anything uh what you were you know mentioning kind of you made fun of being a little bit prudish or whatever there's nothing really <laughs> like that in this that i can remember um if anything like the worst of it's just language yeah and there's just one character in particular that like every third word is like the f word with her and but it becomes this kind of like character flaw in a way so mm. it's it again it's one of those things where it helps the story by that character doing that yeah type of, uh, you know it doesn't help the story but it, it's in service of the story having right. that character do that but um yeah i mean i recommend definitely it's on amazon prime like we're three seasons into it now i think is is what they're at so you got plenty to watch yeah yeah if you want to but okay yeah let's get this out of the way oh boy final episode slash chapter of mandalorian oh yeah um Because I know you watched it. Yeah. It, well, I'm trying to, I've been trying to kind of think my thoughts through it because I think the last two episodes have been really good. Yeah. The la- so, episode, uh, was it episode eight and nine? So, nine is the last episode, uh, right? Uh, eight's the last one. Okay, eight. So, the last episode was fine. It was good as well, but... <laughs> there, I love it. I know. <laughs> I love it. You know, you had mentioned it was fine. <laughs> when, yeah. when, my, when, when, when our wives say something is fine, yeah. it's not fine. <laughs> well, sometimes it is, but it's fine. I think it's, it's fine. The tone, there's nothing, there's nothing the necessarily wrong with it. Um, there was quite a few things kind of up top in the edit that I would have, I would have maybe cut out. Mm-hmm. It seemed like because there's this like kind of radio call that they have. Maybe it's, maybe this is the episode before. But they basically start right at that again, where he's trying to reach uh, Kawil or I can't I cannot remember his name, but the little guy yeah. that uh, reprogrammed the IG Eleven robot. Um, he's trying to get him on the radio, and it felt like that could have been trimmed in half, and then gotten to the same point of yeah. where I don't know. It just it felt really still it just, just felt too long in the edit. It could have been trimmed mm. down. I think that might have been the episode before mm. the very end of it. And I was like, okay, just get to it. We get it. Like something's about to happen. Like you're building this up for no reason. Um, the thing that I absolutely did love, and it seems like a lot of people don't like it. And I don't know why is the two, um, the two troopers at the beginning that go yes, and pick up BB the Yoda. dialogue. Oh yeah. And it's so great. Except I, I was ear like I wanted to punch the guy in the face because he kept smacking baby in the bag. Well, I'm like, yeah, uh, right. I'm like, dude, right. So and, do you know who those guys were? Uh, no. Yeah. So the two speeder bike guys, they're played by um, Jason Sudeikis. Oh wow. And then Adam Pally. So <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. It, that's because I remember watching it. And my wife was like, "Those that's got to be two like known actors, right? yeah." Because the way that they funny. were riffing was way too good. Yeah. Um, so Jason Sudeikis makes that makes sense, but. Uh, I really liked it. I guess a lot of people on the internet don't, but whatever. You can't really? please anybody with Star Wars. I, I anymore, mean, I haven't been paying so. a whole lot of attention to the internet. But I know they didn't like that. Yeah. I thought that was classic. Like, oh, it doesn't feel Star Wars at all. I'm like, that's the what point. Does anymore? I know, honestly. But it was great. Yeah, it, it I still just, haven't seen Rise of Skywalker. We're three weeks out, and I still haven't seen it. Wow. I, and I'm at the point where I don't even know if I will until it's home release, which right. is absolutely insane i mean it'll probably be on disney plus in a minute so yeah. don't worry <laughs> just about wait. it wait <laughs> yeah no kidding don't, don't spend your money Gosh. save it but yeah i mean the last episode i thought it was um i was it was good it was it was a fine episode it didn't nothing blew me away um yeah 
having an R2 unit with legs and forearms was kind of fun. Yeah. Was, By the way, spoilers for like, Mandalorian. Um, <laughs> but if you haven't seen it yet, then you're listening to this. That's your own fault. Okay. Dark Saber. Yeah, I had to look that up. I didn't know anything about it. Yeah, neither did I. Um, I guess it's from Clone Wars originally. Um, yeah. But there's history with the Mandalorians and it. So that's, yeah, I mean, stuff like that. Um, is the kind of stuff that I wanted like in every episode. Yeah. Where it would just built upon the universe and the lore as opposed yeah, to yeah. just we're gonna go here and save a village from you know, some crazy Right. Yes, eh, whatever, man. Yeah. <laughs> like there's four episodes in this four, there's there's four really good episodes in this season. And yeah. there's four really bad episodes in this uh, season. Yeah, I might disagree a little bit. Four and four. Two of the episodes were trash. Which was number four, number five. First three I felt were pretty good. Mm-hmm. I was excited about it. Um, four and f- four and five took a big turd. Six was a little bit of a redemption. Seven was okay, it, or seven was better, and eight was okay. All right, that's fair. Um, so, if I if I was rephrasing my. Uh my amounts here then it would be five good ones and three <laughs> bad ones <laughs> because, I, I would probably yeah. agree more on that yeah. line yeah uh just a lot of things that i, I don't know i mean uh, the dark saber's cool um it's definitely one of those like cliffhanger moments um that doesn't mean anything to anyone that doesn't know what it is yeah yeah it was besides like, the fact that i was just like uh it's a Oh, but the inverted lightsaber is what it looks like. Yeah, to but me, the intrigue but was like, oh, what's this? Yeah, and then right. all of a sudden the internet blows up and yeah. says, what, what's this dark saber Ooh, thing? Yeah. Which is, you know, it's something cool. But here's this was the problem that I had with number five is reintroduced in the last one too is when um, the Mandalorian fights him, you know, triggers it, get gets this jet pack and goes up and attaches to the ship and then takes the ship down. Yeah. And then he ends up falling off and something. Uh, he doesn't finish the job. Like he doesn't go to make sure right. that he's done. And that's a he's professional. A little, yeah. He's a little inconsistent. In yeah. Like, it's like, dude, you're not a, uh, you're a bounty hunter. Yeah. You, you get the job done. Yeah. Okay, so let's. I'm pure. I'm just talking purely business ethics. With right, and then you you're like, you assume? Are you really? No, you go check the wreckage. Yes, he's dead. Good. Yeah. We're moving on. The only thing that hit me is, um, I really didn't like it about the last episode is them showing his face. Mm. It just mm-hmm. didn't feel necessary in that mm-hmm. moment, and it, I felt like. If you were going to do that, do that with something like or a character that had more emotion behind it, right. as opposed to just some rando. Because as soon as he says no, we cannot show our faces to people, and he's in front of IG Eleven, I'm like, well, IG Eleven's not a person. It's like just I immediately knew that's what was going to happen. Right, and then and then and like I totally agree. It's like it needs to be a bigger moment. Yeah, there's no like, weight to the, it. Yeah, it's like like that. Like you totally just. <laughs> you prematurely got done there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a way to say it. Yeah. You know, it all things all things said though, Mandalorian, it's it's very good. Mm-hmm. Um for it being Disney's first live action TV show in the Star Wars universe. Well, and it's redemptive for Star Wars. Yeah. In my opinion. In a lot of ways, for sure. I think its shortcomings are just issues that 
some modern television is still struggling through. Yeah, maybe some inconsistencies yeah. with the team, right? Right. right. You've, you're switching teams on each episode, and so there's there's that. Yeah. Um, I think casting though hasn't been super great. Uh, I think there's been a lot of really good casting in it, but for the most part, like characters that you really should have been very sure of like especially with episode five like oh that episode is so bad um yet that's where i think shows like this fall apart more yeah is in the casting in in because you have just various directors over and over and over again um doing different episodes so the showrunner and the casting needs to be on point yeah and i don't think it has been so but i'm excited to see what they do in the next season um it felt like it ended on a high, much higher note than yeah. than i thought it was going to much higher note than rise of skywalker well, that's for sure yeah i guess we'll <laughs> i'll get around to it eventually but um yeah we'll revisit this in, yeah, in once a future episode it, right but i think that answers the question mandalorian for me answers the question what could have the the last trilogy been if they right. handed it to john favreau yeah and I, I don't know if it's fair to it's, it, give it's him not, all the credit it, it's not it probably isn't yeah but his involvement definitely is or at least you could say like him and fellini and probably deborah chow because she's getting ready to do uh uh obi-wan mm -hmm. um it's it definitely feels like they had a more structured story here as opposed to just right. kind of winging it right which the sequel sequels winged it every episode and right. that ugh, gosh, it just didn't work out it just did not work out i don't know how you have a franchise that you paid four and a half billion dollars for and you don't plan things out but we've beaten that dead horse we have death. i'm like let's move on yeah, let's, we've, let's we've, just go. we've thrown plenty of shade on on that that franchise so so um, what else did you watch then besides mandalorian let's let's move on past uh, that unnatural selection what is that which is a a series of kind of docudramas that are it's a collection that basically tackles the idea of um dna and genome splicing in oh like creating the perfect child type of a thing that idea yeah. plus there's a tool called crispr which basically allows you to remove faulty dna uh, like if Whoa. that they're yeah and the and they replace it and apparently whatever the thing issue is is it heals and there's one there's one particular and but the problem that I have with this series is is it's so convoluted and they're telling like six or seven different stories and they're all overlapped and intertwined and and once you really kind of lock in it takes a while to really kind of lock into like you lock into the idea pretty quickly but to follow a specific story because they'll give you a little bit of this and then they'll introduce a new one. And, it, and okay, it's like, right. and, and they do this throughout the whole thing. So I found myself about halfway through, I'm like, no, I'm, I don't want you to introduce a new story to me. I'm fast forwarding through all of this yeah. to get to the end of the story that I wanted that you introduced three episodes ago. Right. And so that's why I said I watched most of, yeah, right, <laughs> most of this, yeah, um, because the last two or three stories it got introduced, and it's like a it's an eight part, seven or eight part series, and um, 
interesting ideas. It's basically taking the the one element, the big kind of overarching element to it is the um, the whole genome splicing right. and programming idea. That's so crazy. It is crazy, um, and but it was it it really fostered a great conversation with me and Sydney. Okay. So we had this talk, you know, because she's trying to get her brain around like what are they, what like they're doing what and they're trying to, and so we were kind of talking about, you know, the the bigger picture, you know, as you start to do this, there the ethical concerns and that type sure. of thing, and so, um, and you know, there's these kind of. Uh, rogue um, scientists that aren't, you know, uh, formally trained that are doing experiments and, oh. um, you know, the, this one guy is working uh, with dogs to help them overcome, you know, um, issues that they're having. Like he's his intentions aren't like I'm going to make this kind of crazy whatever, yeah, right. yeah. but they show they show um, where. They took the DNA from a fire firefly, the the part that makes the firefly glow, and they added it to a mouse, and now you got a glowing mouse. What? Yeah. Oh my god! It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> um, you know, and biohack biohackers. You know, yeah. People okay, right. biohacking themselves to we're getting cyberpunk right now. Yeah, yeah, for whatever reason, right? It's yeah. like, oh, maybe they're. Uh, but the story I really locked into was this one particular kid has this condition where these two particular chromosomes were missing from both his mom and his dad. And so he has this condition where his eyesight's going. Okay. And, and he's already born. He's, yeah, he's probably eight or nine years old oh, at wow. this point. Okay. And, and so they, but they have developed this treatment, and it's based on this principle and then they're where they reintroduce a healthy chromosome that's missing that's crazy and so for this particular condition they they do an injection behind the retina yeah it's crazy i'm like i don't want to watch that part but i want to see i want to you know and they do a good job telling the story if they would have put that piece all those together instead of all yeah they they knew they knew they had one interesting story and it's probably this kid and well, they had a the, couple. They had another guy that I was in Austin that um, was HIV positive, and he's doing self um, experiments. Oh like, wow! There's another. There's this other guy and his crew that have a company that have, are trying to make this HIV anti vax or whatever type of thing, and um, and so, but it's wow not tested on anything and he's taking it but he is yeah he's he'll do whatever yeah so they got some interesting stories it's just it's like <sighs> each episode could have been its own yes story keep, yeah keep the whole thing to get the way yeah well that, this my th- this, frustration this definitely sounds like something else i watched too which was um the confession killer mm. um so this is on netflix also and it's about a guy that in the late 70s um admitted to killing a woman and then was arrested. And then while he was arrested and they were um, interviewing him, he admitted to like another murder and then another murder and another murder and another murder, all these murders. And it ends up being like around 350 that he confesses to, but he actually had nothing to do with any of with them. Any of them. Wow. He just wanted to be kind of like 
it starts off as like kind of explaining that he just he felt bad for the first murder but he didn't want to take his own life and so he wanted you know that's basically assisted suicide via law you know and um so he was just trying to do whatever he could to get the death penalty oh wow but then it comes out that like he maybe didn't even actually kill the first lady because mm-hmm. a, a woman comes forward and says i'm actually that person oh wow and so then the story <laughs> so he get, couldn't have killed me because look i'm breathing look, i'm here <laughs> right so then it gets really crazy and, it, and then it gets even nuttier from there but my thing was like i think it's like five or six episodes wow it could have been like three yeah like it was just i, I mean i fell i fell asleep at one point I think in episode three, woke up in the middle of episode five, and like I hadn't missed anything. <laughs> so that that's that's where you realize it's like okay, this could have been trimmed down. You know, not everything needs to be making a murderer where it needs to be six pieces, and you can have three episodes or just three hour, just make a three hour movie documentary. Right, right. people are gonna watch it. Sure, like it has to do with serial killers. People watch that stuff every day. Yeah, but uh, well, what do you think? You think we've gotten enough into... I think so. Is it time? I think it's time. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Cats and dogs. Especially cats this year. <laughs> it's time for the Easy Podcast. <laughs> Best of 2019. <laughs> All right, what do you want to start with? <laughs> that was anticlimactic. <laughs> I was like, wow, maybe you could just use a, a like a real sound effect next Maybe week. I'll cut it in there. I'll, <laughs> I mean, you don't know. Yeah, we got this fancy podcast thing. Whatever. We can put buttons, yeah, put I know. But stuff I'm, on I just so, I leave it at the office you know? and I forget to upload stuff. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> you All know, right. Like the, the, the Red Hawk screech. Yeah. The right. <laughs> crickets. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Wilhelm know? scream. Yeah, you yeah. Know. Do you want to... I have three categories that I thought we would oh, kind of go through. Oh, you even categorized them. Well... You know, I kept I kept my list down really low to five. Oh, this year. okay. I cut low. I had a list of like fifteen or sixteen, and I cut it back down to ten. Okay, because well, I felt like top ten. Well, you, yeah, we'll you give know. your ten. Did you do Did you do TV at all or just movies? Okay, there's one that squeaked in that wasn't technically a movie. Okay, and that was Chernobyl. Of course. I mean, it was... Or is it? Is it not really just a six-hour movie? It, 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 <laughs> I it mean, is. really. And it cut up into five pieces. Yeah. yeah so. I mean, it may as well be a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also amazing, and it's on my list. So uh, let's start with TV then. <sighs> All right. Well, well since you only have the one. Yeah. Um, my, my list, 2019 Best of TV, it, it wasn't hard. Um, this year was an amazing year for television. I think it was more amazing than movies, probably. Okay, so hang on a second. So, so we clarify when we're talking about television, we're talking about fictional regular, narrative re- and regular broadcast TV, including no. oh, streaming. Anything, streaming, HBO, internet doesn't, internet no, doesn't okay. matter. I mean, so Amazon. I, um, as long as it came out in twenty nineteen, stars. Yeah, yep. um, all, all yeah. So those. premium video, premium <clears throat> packages, right? Broadcast TV, which direct TV, uh, whatever you know. Uh, newsflash no broadcast tv is good tv anymore well hulu is still broadcast TV yeah but primarily name one good hulu show uh crickets that's where that's where the sound <laughs> effect button for the crickets that, yeah, would be. yeah that's right yeah uh i mean i guess does usa count as a network mm-hmm. television mm-hmm. okay well then they have one show at least 
Um, anyways, my best of the year for TV um, coming in at number five. Coming in at number five. Number five. HBO's Barry. Um, this show is so good. Uh, if you're not on it yet, you gotta get on it. I'm like not it's, on it. you got to, you got to. I canceled my HBO what? after <laughs> what was the thing that I signed up for? They had one big thing that I forget what it Game was. of Thrones. No, but you didn't watch Chernobyl. Game of Thrones. Oh, Chernobyl. Chernobyl. Chernobyl was like the big like was, yes, I'm signing up oh and then my boom. Gosh. Wow. All right. Well, I'll have to give you my login. <laughs> Um, but we're not advocating that kind of activity. You, you can you can have up to five <laughs> televisions at the same time, I believe, or whatever. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah, Barry's great. Like yeah. it's um, it's funny. It's dark. It's it's everything I like. Is in, it like Dexter comedy? Uh, he, he's not like. Mm, no, it's it's like Gross Point Blank. Oh. But, oh. but without the school school aspect. Oh, okay. Um, it's a, you know, so it's dark comedy hitman. Um, it, it's it's so funny, man. Like you, you, okay. you, you would like it. Out, you, you 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 are. You okay. really are. So the, right. season three is coming up next year. Adding it to my list um, right now. You you gotta watch it. Like it's so smart and written. Um, the Fonz is in it. You know uh, Henry, uh, Henry, Henry Winkler. Winkler. Wow, yeah. And he's really great in it. So I I yeah really I can't recommend it enough. Uh, definitely. Top five of the year for TV, Barry. Wow, HBO like HBO crushing it this year. Oh, they're killing it except for yeah. one thing, you know, <laughs> Game of Thrones. Yeah, well, I mean they they were winning in that one for a long time. Yeah, I guess you know so, time had to run out. Yeah, and that's also not HBO's fault. But that's a story for another time. Yeah. Oh wait, it's a story for another time. Have you seen that? <laughs> By the way, a little more shade on Star Wars. <laughs> so in. <laughs> In Force Awakens, <laughs> the little orange alien girl, when she hands Ray the lightsaber, yeah, where did you get this? That's a story for another time. We never find out, right? What that story is. It's well, like the, it's uh, you know, it's a. It's, I guess it's, it's still a, another it's time. An Easter egg for another it's time. Going to be in a comic book or a yeah. book or something or a like cartoon. That's the title. A story for another time. Oh goodness gracious! This is another time. Um, another thing that popped back up. Um, after a little bit of a lull and a, definitely a long wait, Stranger Things three was yeah. oh, great yeah, yeah, yeah. this year. Yeah, um, yeah. It was really good. I it thought it was re- a strong. It, it was form. a redemption from season oh, yeah, two for sure. For sure. I mean, I, I still like season two. I did too. Um, especially like the Ghostbusters aspect of, of it and stuff. But it's kind of like they didn't know they didn't want to go too far away from what they originally had in the first right. season. And then it ended up just kind of being like, yeah, treading water on the same ideas here. Right. Um, season three, a lot of really good new ideas, a yeah. lot of really great acting. I mean, just, it's so good. The kid that plays the uh, chemistry between the kids is, is yeah. really wild. And then the actor works. that plays Billy, who kind of gets possessed by the, yeah, you know, yeah. the, the, one, the yeah, and, the one where you want to punch him in the face yeah. in season two. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, not, not that guy. Yeah. Uh, or really? is he in season two? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. He is. Oh my gosh. But yeah, anyways, he's, I think he just like kills it in this season. He does. And then that whole switch, you know, the, the, the redemption, the, the redemption at the end of the last episode. Yeah. yeah I think, Cinematography wise, everything about Stranger Things three is uh, it's just a return to form and made yeah. me excited again for yeah. this. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes, and then for them to be like, "Yeah, we're gonna leave, we're gonna leave, Haw- you know, Hawkins, and we're gonna go somewhere else now." Now I'm excited to see where it's gonna be, you know, next season. Um, if we're gonna do kind of like a two place thing, similar to you know what we did this season, and we kind of had two locations in this season as well, but 
Um, I thought there was going to be more of, because you know how season two, you kind of got into the other numbers. You know, yeah. number eight was introduced, number four, I think, or something. But, you know, kind of there's some spinoff potential there. Yeah. You know, or, or I think that was a failed idea and they realized it. Yeah. And they just, they're not, I don't think, I don't know if they'll ever go back to it. Yeah. And they don't need to. I don't necessarily don't, need to yeah. see that there was 10 other kids before 11. Right. Because we already know that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it could have just as easily been. 10 failed attempts and those kids are you know in a in a ditch somewhere that you know the the scientists you know got rid of them right because they're a shady organization anyways you know right, what i mean yeah. so it could have just been something alluded to never never experienced or shown which is kind of i think where season two falls apart yeah is that kind of stuff especially that episode but uh season three is great um i think it's awesome there's there's you know it <clears throat> There's there's some very John Hughes esque elements to it. Yeah. Um, obviously, you're dealing with these young teenagers, and you know that you know I'm part of the angst that comes along with that you know part of life, and uh, they're doing a good job, you know. And I think you know because it's taking place in the 80s, yeah. And so you've got that kind of thing going on. Um, it's kind of helped that they've been able to age up a little bit too yeah. so you get yeah. a little bit more of like the 16 candles breakfast club humor right and as then, opposed to like goonies yeah now. and then we're gonna get into st elmo's fire yeah, the next right. season or whatever yeah probably i mean <laughs> which is fine yeah you know it's stand by me or yeah. something you know, well i mean it's, it's a little younger i guess yeah. but um yeah i i think what this did was it, it just it reinvigorated stranger things it made me excited for the next season um, whereas with the second season, I was kind of like, eh, well, yeah, I'll watch another one, I guess. But yeah. now I'm just like, I'm, I'm ready for it. Like, yeah. Let's go. Yeah, for sure. They need to continue the use of time period pop music. Yeah. Right. That's what hooked me. I'm sitting in my office at the time and my daughters were watching when it first came on in the first season. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I know that song. That's only a boy song. Oh, I know that song. That's a D. I'm like, and by the time the third one of those hits, like within the first episode or second episode or whatever, I'm I'm like, what are you watching? Because I want to watch it too. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and they're looking at me like, no, this is our show, Dad. Bye. Yeah. And the thing that I've liked about that though is, and it's not always these huge hits. No, they're not. But if you knew that genre of yes, music or that, grew up during grew that up, time, you knew yeah. you know the songs. Yeah. yeah. Which I think is clever. Like that to me, that's not just being nostalgic for the sake of nostalgia. That's Again, playing up to the story and then and, you know, and using hitting, it appropriately. And hitting two different demographics that you're going to sure. pull into why it was behind The Mandalorian the most successful show on... 100 million people. Did you see that? Crazy. That's insane. Crazy. I mean, that's the highest stream show probably ever. Well, I, I don't know. Behind Mandalorian. Mandalorian. That's what I'm saying. Mandalorian yeah. was 100 million. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I I mean, I can't even fathom. Like, that's that's numbers that nothing, not even the Super Bowl. Well, you get a lot of people, like, party watching Super right. Bowl. And that's right. probably where they, they start selling the Super Bowl is like, an in, like, no, stay home by yourself. Watch it. And that way you get more yeah. more TV screens. But, right. um, yeah, what else did you did you want to talk about? Um, you saw, you didn't really put any other TV on your list, though. But no, you did put one. So you what's know, the one? I mean... Chernobyl. Yeah. Chernobyl was, I mean. Um, yeah, this is my number three of the whole year, too. Yeah, I mean, it was so well done. It was so well shot. I mean, 
the the acting was fantastic the the cinematography was fantastic the story just kept you on the edge of your seat through each part yeah you know it was broken into five parts and um and it didn't feel like it was too long no we binge watched the whole thing in like two days or three days or whatever well over a weekend and it was like I was sad at the end because yeah. I'm like, man, I, I want, I want more. It was I just, it was so enthralling. Like in, in just, you were in it yeah. when you were watching it you, nothing else distracted you. Right. Um, and yeah, it, I was sad in the, that it was over because it was like, well, there's no more good storytelling. The twists on. and the turns. Yeah. And, <clears throat> oh yeah. And it was, I mean, for me living through that, you know, here and hearing the U.S. propaganda side of it and growing up in that space and then watching this and seeing the other side of it was like, wow. Yeah, you know, sure. Uh, you know, you didn't... A little, <clears throat> little eye-opening. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. We didn't have any clue the magnitude of how bad this sure. was. Sure, sure. Like, I mean, this just, happened now, which it, I mean, it kind of did with like Japan had the yeah, Fukushima, Fukushima yeah, thing 2011. and yeah. social media was around then. And you kind of saw a <clears throat> lot more, you know, right. a lot more information about that. Right. And that wasn't even, I don't think half as bad as this. Right. As Chernobyl was like, yeah. it's just insane. Yeah. Um, yeah. If this had happened in, in 2008 or 2018, it would have been, oh yeah. Oh, you, there, you wouldn't have been able to contain the truth at mm, all. No. And you, and the the global um, community would have pushed a lot harder to to come in and yeah and like we don't care we're coming yeah <laughs> you know? right yeah this is a global issue not a Russian issue I just yeah. think it's it's incredibly well done it's definitely one of the best historical dramas that yeah. I've seen in in years um, again HBO just killing it this year yeah. Um, cinematography looks so good. The color grade is so interesting and unique to it. Um, the ed ed editing style and just like choosing when to show things and when not to show things, especially in like the hospital scenes, mm -hmm. you know, leaving that up to your imagination makes yep. it so much worse than actually seeing it. Right. Yep. Um, just incredible storytelling. And I think, yeah, it'll probably sweep everything whenever, um, TV. I don't know when the the Globes and and the Emmys and stuff happen, but <clears throat> yeah, well, we're coming up on that the, yeah. that season, so so Golden it's, Globes. I'm should, sure it'll be, be everything. It'll just get all the awards. Um, Next few weeks, I think. So good, yeah. but um, and the the one one more thing from HBO that I had, um, that I was really surprised that it was as good as it was, and um, it honestly shocked me because I was a huge fan of the comic when it first came out. Well, not when it first came out, I wasn't alive, but, uh, reading it for the first time. And then I, you know what? I actually do like Zack Snyder's movie and I'm, I'm talking about Watchmen. And, oh, uh, yeah. so Damon Lindelof, who was part of the writers for lost. So, you know, a lot of people hate him for that. Um, <laughs> but, you know what? I, I actually really enjoy Lost still. I, th I don't think it deserves a lot of the hate that it gets. No, you know, um, I think, you know, it doesn't. I mean, it was a huge hit at the time. Yeah. And, and endings are incredibly hard. And that show went probably three seasons longer than it should have. And then yep. because the network was just afraid to let it go. Right. And, um, you I mean, know, they had to they had to make that work. And, I it, yeah, it's clear they probably didn't know how they wanted to end it when they first started it. Because it's a J.J. Abrams mystery box thing. And. 
whatever. But um, he did The Leftovers on HBO, and that had three seasons, and it was fantastic. And um, Watchmen is great. It's, gosh, it's it's timely. It's um, political in a great way, in, in, a, in a, just a refreshing kind of way. Um, gosh, man, I don't know. Like, I think... Even if you had nothing, if you knew nothing about the comic or the movie, um, which this kind of lean, it, it's definitely more of a sequel to the, the actual comic because there's a few things, a few major things that are different between the comic and the movie. But um, I think you could still follow it. And the acting is just superb. And there's one episode that's so absolutely insane to think of, like how they did blocking and editing and storyboarding for it. Um, it intertwines with flashbacks and current times, but then also intertwining with multiple actors in the same positions, like in the same roles mm. with camera movements throughout the entire episode. And it plays um, almost like a dream sequence where, you know, at one point one actor is doing one thing and then the camera moves to another person and then back to that. And it's the, it's a different actor doing the same thing, but as the same character and it's, Oh wow. And it's all in black and white. And it's, it's just, it's just an incredible piece of like filmmaking. And if nothing else, watching that from like a technical standpoint, it's just, it's mind blowing. And I love, I love when TV shows aren't afraid to like give you those, those like wonders that are just like, yeah, this this episode is going to be different than everything else in this season or series in general. Yeah, but you know what? There's a reason that we're going to do it that way, and it serves the purpose of the story, and it's engaging and unique, and it's executed like almost flawlessly. Like it's so well done. It's incredible. I think it's the sixth episode of the whole season, but um, I think there's eight, eight or nine episodes of this season, and uh, I don't know if they're even going to do another one. Um, Damon Lindelof said that he he won't come back. So it's probably dead unless they want to just milk it for more money. But uh, I really recommend Watchmen. Um, like it's it's incredibly solid filmmaking, and it has an ending, and it goes somewhere. There's yeah. no like weird mystery box with no unanswered questions. You know, it kind of um, there's no vagueness, to right? It, you know, and it's very much um, timely with right now and. The only gripe I have about it is that it supposedly takes place in Tulsa, Oklahoma, which is where I grew up. Uh-oh. But it doesn't look at all like Tulsa, Uh-oh. Oklahoma. <laughs> uh, it's clearly shot in Georgia. But uh, yeah, that's that's fine. You know, that's such a small damn gripe. you, Georgia. <laughs> Your tax incentives. But um, yeah, I mean, really, if you nothing else, check it out just for the cinematography and the and the the technical directing. Like it's just incredible. You shared something that I think encapsulates 2019 and that it has an ending i mean stories that are not afraid to have an ending you know you you mentioned that you know that you know these seasons and these networks that get to they're holding on to time yeah yeah and they do these other but <clears throat> to quote tony stark part of the journey is the end right and um which in in a lot of cases Obviously, Endgame. Endgame being a big, huge movie in 2019. Um, the biggest. And did did so well on that ending. Uh, ending that 10-year that decade yeah. of, you know, the Avengers kind of story arc. And 
um, you know, and you had mentioned, um, you know, Game of Thrones came to an ending, maybe didn't do it as well. Um, you know, Lost not doing as, doing as well with their ending, which brings all this, you know, shade back on them or whatever, you know. And But I think we the, th- the exciting part about 2019 movies is that we're not afraid. Like, don't be afraid to end it. Right. You know, which is one of the things I really appreciate about Chris Nolan is, is that he's like, this is the beginning, middle, and end of this story. We're not doing another one. And regardless of studio sequelitis or anything else, this is it. We're right. just you can have a one and done and it can be really good. Um Avatar, for example. Except they're not letting it go. Well they're yeah. gonna do five more, according to Yeah, we'll see. I mean <laughs> They gotta get it, one it was, more out. It's it, been ten it, years. It was a good. It was a good one. It was, but it should have been one, one and done, and and yeah. and let it let it be what it what it is, um, you know. And I know that's especially for Hollywood in general, trying to reboot story after story after story. You know, they're they've done so many stories, and yeah. it's so challenging to come up with a new twist or a new angle or a new whatever it is um you know it's like it's okay to let it end yeah like let it end and then think about something new so much of it is a setup for the next movie right oh yeah you know and that's the way a lot of um marvel was at the beginning you yeah, know. the Easter eggs after yeah. credits and all of that. Captain or Captain America, the first Avenger, that one was clearly just a movie made so that Avengers, you would know who the heck that Captain America was. Sure. And um, same with Thor, you know, and, and they suffer from that. They right. suffer in the story department because they're just these lead-in movies. Right. And uh, yeah, you're right. Studios, they do a lot of lead-in movies now. Yeah. And it is refreshing to see even something as big as the Watchmen franchise HBO being like, yeah, you do your story. Yeah. And them not being afraid to just be like, this is the story I want to tell. Yep. And that's it. Yeah. And it's great. You know, that might be why a lot of. You don't have to have a second season. Yeah. You don't don't have to milk it because it was successful. Yeah. Like, let it, let it, let it be what it needs to be as opposed to introducing all this other trash that now muddies the original awesomeness of whatever sure. the, the the first one was yeah um unless of course you're kevin feige and you know how to do it in 10 years yeah so i mean there's another thing don't. too is like why did there have to be nine star wars you know i mean that was the yeah. original george lucas idea but when disney bought it they wanted just do one more yeah and then close that story Mm-hmm. and then move on to your new characters and then start your new franchise. It, I don't, you know, there was no law that said that if you buy Star Wars, you had to do three episode, you know, seven, eight, nine. Well, Maybe there was. I don't know. It was the law of the $4 billion investment. We've got well, to re- sure, but we I guess, get a return I guess what that. I'm saying is they could have just done episode seven. <laughs> yeah, here we and are. And that was the end. Throwing shade on Star well, Wars again. <laughs> it's just it's easy. It's easy because there is no other franchise that's 43 years old. Right. That's done what Star Wars has done. Right. Yeah. And, I mean, I guess you can maybe look at Star Trek or 
the Doctor Who or something. Yeah. It's not really the same though. Yeah. But I think you know these anthology seasons, these anthology shows. Maybe that's why they're kind of so popular. I don't really watch any of them, but like American Horror Story, yeah, they're one and dones. Right. The and next it's great. The next season has some of the same actors often, but the stories are completely different. Yeah. Um, they're, they're rarely connected. I think, um, again, I don't watch it. So maybe I'm way off on that, but that might be why, you know, um, black mirror is so popular and the other anthology mm-hmm. shows, and you're going to probably see more of those, you know, as, as time goes on because people do want stories to finish. They don't want to just sit there waiting, you know, a year, 18 months for something to happen when, in that year that you're waiting for the next season of Westworld to come, seven other shows have come and gone that you've right. been attached to. Now, maybe you forget about Westworld. Right. I haven't forgot about you, Westworld, I promise. <laughs> waiting on you. <laughs> waiting on you, Aaron Paul. It's in April. Can't yeah, that's wait. funny. But, um, yeah, I mean, speaking of shows that ended, things that ended, Star Wars, Game of Thrones, um, what else did I say? I, it says something in game, in-game, yeah. right? Um, in-game. Marvel, and the, you know the my my favorite show probably the last gosh I don't know almost six years now is um, Mr. Robot, which right. um, ended this year or well 2019 as well. So there's a lot of things that yeah came to an end in, in 2019 story wise, and uh, I wonder I wonder why why that is why these huge movies these huge franchises kind of all i don't know converged on one year it's just it's very interesting yeah and i wonder if it has something to do with the end of a decade maybe yeah you know i think it was particularly planned in the in regards to the um marvel series yeah i mean that that felt planned like they that's one thing that kind of is characteristic of of those films in that um universe is that they're thinking about the different story elements and the different movies and how they fit into a bigger universe yeah over a longer period of time um which is kind of a newer idea for studios to do sure um but yeah, yeah i mean no one's no I, one's done it before i don't I mean, think it was tv i guess yeah you know? and i don't think it was the intention of the star wars like saga to wrap this particular like i don't i think don't they, think they had anything intended yeah the way that it happened um and and um, with yeah. game of thrones it was just it was obvious it was time so uh but yeah but here we are. Yeah. You know, part of the journey's the end. And um, we've kind of wrapped up a lot of uh, great things that we've grown up on and been excited about. And and uh, and now it's time for a new chapter. So Right. Yeah. So, so we'll see what, what's coming out next, you know, yeah. which uh, it ironically is going to be Tenet this year, which is all about yes. going backwards. Which all of a sudden... <laughs> All of a sudden, Inception's popping up all over Netflix. Yeah. Like, because 
everybody's going back to that, you know, and getting their Chris Nolan fill. It's funny you brought up um, Nolan not, you know, doing these kind of like one-off movies. Yeah. There is rumor that Tenet takes place in the Inception universe. Oh, really? Somehow. So yeah. if it does, then you have to strike Nolan from your uh, your list of creators right, that do right. one-off stories. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, not anymore. But, um, but you know, we'll and I, see. Yeah, and I think it a lot of that has to do with what the studios intend. Yeah. You know, right. and the studios want to like they get a successful whatever and then they want to milk it yep right like knives out so this is on your top 10 of the year what do you what what, what, how many numbers you got here and end game end game is probably my number one sure because i'm just that guy yeah um but i've got one two three four five six seven uh eight nine 10 wow and you um, said you started with 30 no i started with like 16 or 17 oh okay cut it back um so yeah we don't need to talk about endgame <laughs> nope we have a very long episode dedicated we, to that and we've got many episodes that it threads through it's true almost everyone uh, but it was my it was my number one because i think it you know, when when I cry in a movie because I have an emotional attachment to characters in that movie, that's a win. Yeah. That's sure. a win for, for their, their storytelling. That I mean, what they've set out to do is working. Yep. Um not just because I'm a nerd and but there's that. Um Knives Out. Knives Out is shocking, I mean, right? It was you know, we had an episode on this and we talked about it and it was fantastic and not my typical genre and not what I would pick as I was flipping through the different options, but so glad that we did it because it was so good and I'm so on the fence on whether or not they should do a sequel because I think the... Um, is there talks of one? There isn't. Okay, yeah. But they kind of set it up where, you know... You can follow the detective to yeah, another store, you sure. know. So there's that option. Be a little James Bondy, where like they're not really con- well, speaking of James Bond, <laughs> right. Daniel Craig, but right. yeah, uh, they're not really connected, you know. They're not, and um, and I hope, uh, like like I said, I'm on the fence. I think he could do another one, and it would be great. Yeah, and and at the same time, this could be one of those. It's it worked well. It's one and done, and it was great. And let's not yeah screw with it. I don't know if Ryan Johnson. I mean, if they throw enough money at him, he'll write one. Sure, but I think the vibe that I get from him, at least with these kinds of movies, is if if the story is there, he'll write it. Yeah, and then he'll do it. But if it's not, he's not gonna. He won't do it. Um, I mean, I'm sure he because he did write it. Um, he probably owns the rights to it somehow. Sure. You know, the, the studio is not going to just go and do another Knives Out. Um, I don't even, what would you call it? Like donut hole? <laughs> Donuts hole. <laughs> or guns out this Guns time. out? Oh, yeah. my gosh. That sounds like a John Wick movie. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I mean, talk about absolutely shocking. It's great. Th- this movie. It's great. Um, Came out of nowhere out of and just totally crushed unexpected. It, crushed it. Especially after The Last Jedi. I was ready to hate this. I was ready to blame Ryan for everything, and it's, it's, and it's so clear obvious it, now. It wasn't him. It's not him. Yeah. 
uh, and he's taken one. He's taken. He's taken all the defense and and the everything on his own, just because he, you know, you, know, you don't want to piss off the mouse. And, yeah, and he's a good and, and, and he's I'm a sure. good dude. And yeah. so you know he. Um, it's so easy. You just you just want a face that you can blame, yeah. and yeah. it's so easy to just say, "Oh, it's you know Ryan's the the reason for the Last Jedi," and it's not because now you know after hearing what happened with the Rise of Skywalker, which sounds like a lot of it has to do with them trying to rectify Last Jedi. <laughs> sure, it still shows yeah, that you just had nothing. You had no idea what you were doing from the beginning. Yeah, and it's bringing JJ in. You know, last minute. Yeah, you right. Know, give yeah. him a year. Like no, that's not enough time. Yeah. Anyway. Right. Right. Um, we have a whole episode of Knives Out in right. Endgame, so go check those out. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Really? This made your list? It made my list. Um, just because, oh, man. Um, so one, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, you didn't really like this when we talked to I mean, you did, but you thought it, it was way it too long. It, it, I still think it was too long. Well, okay. I still think the edit could be a lot tighter. But I, I think it I think it was iconic enough because what I did was I didn't Google anything to go, OK, what came out, you know, because I wanted to be clear on what was 19 and what wasn't because, you know, my memory fades because <clears throat> there's things that was out in 18 that I thought was this year. Right. And I'm like, oh, wait, no, that was not, that was last year. Like Captain Marvel was 20, 2019. Yes, not on the list. Doesn't, but it also it just felt like it was a generation ago. Yeah, that movie because so much else came out right after it. Gosh, yeah, same with Spider Man. Yeah, right. I mean, it's yeah. Anyway, um, so but I like Tarantino's um, storytelling style. I I like that you know that Pulp Fiction that you know over the top in your face and just kind of this ability to make you laugh at things that you shouldn't be laughing at. Yeah. And he has it, such a knack for that. Yeah. And it's like, you, you should be cringing and that's not funny, but he does it in a way that hits you and you're like, Oh, I see what, you know, and yeah. Like, ah. um, but yeah, I, it was a memorable, it, you know. It yeah, was, you're still thinking about it. Like I didn't, I didn't Google the the movies, like I said, and I just thought, okay, what are the movies that really st still stand out to me at the end of the year? Sure. And that was that was one of them. Um, loved just the the dynamic between DiCaprio and and uh, Brad Pitt and and the iconic Pitt and Bruce Lee fight. <laughs> yeah. Was just, right. I mean, that was that. Uh, for me, that was the ultimate payoff. Just that scene. Yeah, it's really good. It, <laughs> I could have had two hours of just them fighting, right. and I would have been, I'm good. I could have had <laughs> two hours of just Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio talk. Oh wait, that's what I had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I did. I just love the way it kind of went. Um, you went kind of back and forth in and out of this acting, like he's an a actor and he's doing this film in in a film acting doing this film you know yeah it yeah. was like i'm the dude playing the dude disguised as another dude right um type of thing but it was just really well done um marriage story marriage story it did me you made your 10 huh it was it, adam driver um just delivered probably the one of the best 
if not the best performance acting wise in this film yeah. this year. Adam Driver's insane. Like, yeah. He's so good. Yeah. I was, I mean, obviously being a Star Wars fan and a Marvel fan, and then you get two of the major actors in this film and they're married, like, oh, yes, Kylo Ren and Black Widow are going at it. Like, this is going to be fantastic. Yeah. But, I mean, just the, and Scarlett Johansson delivers an amazing performance as well. Um, but, man, it was, it was just, it hits you right in the feels and it it makes you if you're married at all it makes you really kind of reflect on give, like kind of self reflection and what are, what are some things that I can do better what how like how like it makes me want to change and after I watch that sure you know when my wife asks hey should I watch that no <laughs> <laughs> no you shouldn't <laughs> I don't want you to have any more ammunition than you already have oh gosh. Um, um, no, I mean it's it's. But yeah, Noah Noah Bombach, um, yeah, absolutely destroys this he as does. a directing. I it mean, great. It, it couldn't be. It could not be more dry slice of life. Yeah, but you are engaged the entire time. Yep. Um, again, it's just it's great storytelling, great acting, great directing. Yeah. Um. The cinematography is interesting enough to kind of like, you know, um, give you a little bit of flavor, but it's never in your face, which is perfect. Um, yeah, and, and it's mostly shot in an apartment or yeah. in, a, in a boardroom or some meeting room or something yeah. that's kind of bland. and Right. Yeah, it's very real. It just... Because, land, yeah, yeah. Not, none of the sets look like overdone sets. You know, right. there's not posters hanging in every room yeah. or art on everything. You know, there's even a whole scene where... He's having his uh, his art director from the the theater right on the phone. He's like designing his house to look a certain way for the DHS inspector, and uh, and when he does it, like after he does it, it's like it doesn't look like a house anymore. It looks like a set, and yeah. and it's so intentional. And uh, there's so much there's so much of that movie. Again, um, we did a whole episode on it. Yeah, but uh, uh, like. Yes, <laughs> that is in my top three of the year. Um, it is. It's in my top five. Uh, I only did five. I kept okay. it to five on mine. But um, so Knives Out, Marriage Story, and Endgame are three of the ones that we have already talked okay, about. Okay, what's but, number four? Well, number four. Number four is Joker. Okay, yeah, Joker's on my. Okay, here's here. After I did put my list together and I and I cut it back down, I did peruse um, a couple of sites i went the to, googles uh, yeah i went to times top 10 list i went to esquire's top 50 list and then i went to best of list from rotten tomatoes which is an editorial piece in rotten tomatoes that yeah. goes top 200 oh geez guess what doesn't even make the list of 200 joker is not even on their list i'm like you've got to be kidding me i missed it as i scrolled it's got to be on here and I roll, I went back That's very just somebody carefully. Being like, like I don't know what the deal is there. Yeah, but it is not on that list. It and they and they and they've got everything on there. Look, I don't care if you hate comic book movies or if you. But they didn't because they had well, Spider-Man, well, Captain yeah. Marvel, and Endgame on there. Even if you're like, oh, it's just a comic. Book. It's it's this movie. First of all, Walking Phoenix is insane. Yeah, 
Uh, and you leave. have to absolutely get that. <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, because it feels that way. There is so much power in the way that he acts in this. It's it's just incredible. And to and for that list to not even have it is like an insult. It is an him. insult, which it, it it's making me go, uh, I don't even yeah. know if I want to look at Rotten Tomatoes anymore. Right. And I understand that like a lot of people are like, well, it's just an, it's just a Martin Scorsese movie. It's like, well, yeah, there's a thousand of these. Right. But here's the difference is one, it was directed really well. Yeah. Two, it was acted incredibly well. And three, it was shot and color graded in amazingly oh it's one of the best looking movies of the last decade exactly the color the set decoration everything it just like art decoration cinematography they all work together hand in hand in this movie and it's just beautifully if there was if there was a book that was like how art direction and cinematography work hand in hand there would be so many pictures of this movie yep in it because it the cinematography would not look as good as it did without the art decoration and the set decoration and the set decoration and art direction would not look the same as it did without the cinematography and the grade. Like there's so much technicality in this movie that it's asinine that it would not be on everyone's at least top 50 list. Yeah. I mean, 100%. It, it is a technically breathtaking film to watch. I don't care mm-hmm. if you're turned off by the, the comic book idea of it. That's fine. But if you're a filmmaker and you're sleeping on this, like you're, you need to wake up. Right. This is this is a case study in great filmmaking. Yes. And and when you're talking about all of the elements coming together to support the story. Yeah. And and, and it doesn't just stop at the visuals. I mean, yeah. the sound design, the the cinema, the uh, sorry, the uh, the score, like everything. Yeah. Everything about this movie is so well done. Um, I think it gets a lot of hate because it is DC related, you know, Joker related or whatever. Yeah, and, and I don't, I mean. It's so stupid. I, I did I did admit, and you can go listen to our, our review of it, like I probably would have liked this a little bit more if it wasn't the Joker and it was right. just a story about a right. guy going insane. Yep. You did say that. Um, I do remember that. But at the same time, like to, to discount it because of that is ridiculous. Yeah, to, to throw it under the bus because it's DC is, is very um, adolescent. I think um, that's a good way to put it. Uh, and you know, and I and I was resistant to it. I think initially because it was one of the ideas that, man, Heath Ledger, Joker's character was done so well that it it just needs to be left alone. Yeah. But then I saw the trailer and Joaquin Phoenix had his own spin on it. And man, just, you know, it, it wasn't like you were thrown into already the, you know, the mature character that Ledger played. You're in the more of the developmental part of the character that is a different part of the story, which was fine. And I mean, Joaquin Phoenix and the colorist and the editor and, oh, every, and, yeah. and everybody mm-hmm. really won me over on this. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. Every, again, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, it's so well done. Yeah. The entire crew, I, it's just. But yeah, Rotten Tomatoes, if you're listening, um, I am throwing shade at you for not, I mean, seriously, you got some trash on your list. Yeah. Um, some stuff I haven't seen, I can't say, but 
the fact that this isn't on your list, you need to either a admonish your editor that put that list together, <laughs> or, or, Maybe or it was a user or, list, or b it wasn't. Oh my gosh, it wasn't. That's crazy. And so you need to go back and fix that. Yeah. Um, Maybe you just forgot that it came out last year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, give me a couple more years. Um. So uh, Joker, obviously on the, on that list. Um, El Camino. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Top 10 for you. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Top 10. Let, let, I mean, obviously having a, a love for the, um, the Breaking Bad story and, um, just the way they did it was really, it was, it was memorable. It, um, I love the cinematography. I love the storytelling. Um, uh, even the blocking in that was was great, yeah. and um, some of the surprise, you know, they they kind of and we talked about it in the episode when we covered that was you know just the you know the idea of flashbacks and the timeline jumping back and forth, but they did it in a, in a way that was surprising and and engaging, right? Because right. that's it's hard to do. It's, it could have just been you, like you a, could knock you out. And you're yeah. like, oh, I can't follow it. It's confusing, yeah. and I'm out. It was interesting because the, the most of that movie takes place in a time of Breaking Bad where I didn't even think about right when it's when he's in the you know in the cage in the ground and I and never once during Breaking Bad while you're watching that last season or did I think I wonder what Jesse did for that year or whatever that Walter was in the cabin mm-hmm. and he was <laughs> in the ground like what did happen and then this kind of answers that and then when it starts up with that I'm like oh this is this is perfect yeah like this is yeah. a, a a section of time that no one knows anything about. Right. So it's, it's easy in a, in a writing standpoint, it's easy, um, easier, I guess I should say to not contradict anything that's happened. Right. Yeah. Or anything like that. And, um, still engaging. Cause then you bring, you get to bring back your, your villain, mm-hmm. um, Je- Jesse, uh, not Jesse. Uh, well, his Jesse Plemons is the actor, but, um, I can't remember the bad guy's name, the kid that takes him to his apartment and all that. But, um, oh, yeah. Who who plays who plays the son in the Irishman? Action, same guy, same yeah. actor. So I haven't seen the Irishman. Is that on your top ten? It's not. Yeah, moving on. Um, <laughs> I mean, it gets honorable mention because it's three and a half hours long. No, I think it gets an honorable mention because, um, and then we'll just tell you this really quick. It gets an honorable mention because the level of iconic actors that are coming together in this. I mean, sure. Um, it's just it, you're, you're watching Robert De Niro and Al Pacino and um, totally Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci, thank you. Yep. Um, just these guys coming together in uh, I mean, for what's probably the last time. And and yeah, Scorsese yeah. directing. Right. It, it was so I don't know if you remember, but we I talked. I spoil. You said I spoiled it for you. Yeah. But that wasn't a spoiler because that's not in the movie. Oh, okay. That thing where they're sitting talking is a um, kind of a documentary making of oh. piece that they did where the four of them are sitting talking, talking about. about the whole thing. Okay. Um, so well, now I'll go back and watch it. Yeah. So now there you All go. All right. When I have a spare six hours. Um, but <sighs> Scorsese just doesn't know how to make a short movie. No. He just doesn't. He's great. He's a great storyteller, yeah. uh, but he's very long-winded. And um, 
I'm not a particular fan of that. Um, but I do respect him. I respect what he does and, and, um, and just all of those guys coming together, uh, you know, I've got to give it like sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm acknowledging Again, it's, this it's is the, a great film. It's the 200 movies of 2019. You can't not mention it, right? Just because, yeah, yeah it is. Such I a mean, it's in it's in a lot of people's top ten. It's not in my top ten. I mean, it is a great um, gangster type of movie, um, and it's kind of it's 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 well done. But yeah, um, I need to watch it. It's just something that it's worth it. But man, yeah. you're like sitting okay, and I'm. If I seem a little disjointed in mentally right now, it's because I started watching it last night at 10.40 p.m. You're a madman. <laughs> it's like two-something, and I'm like, yeah. oh, it's got to go to bed. Anyway. Um, well, what's next on your list? Us. Really? Yes. I hated this. Us was on the, is on my top ten. The more I think about this movie, the more I dislike it. I watched it a second time, and I was like, uh, it, but it was the idea that it, the, when I first watched it in the theater with my wife and my daughter, which I banned my wife from these types of movies <laughs> for a reason, but she convinced me, or I had a momentary lapse of reason, and uh -huh. we went. Um, but... It just got me the the I mean Jordan Peele's ability to put these different twists in his stories are is just so good, um, you know. And he which he did uh, you know very well with Get Out. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> I mean this this is one of the movies this year that had me thinking about it weeks and weeks after I had seen it. Which, you know, I'm thinking about this story. I'm thinking about, oh, well, what about, and, I mean, just, you know, there's, there's only a handful of movies like that. Sure. Um, you know, like Inception's one of them. You're like, oh, like, oh, this could have been this. And then, then there's this big old dialogue that happens for, you know, weeks and weeks and weeks afterwards. Um, even months. Um, and this was one of those because it was like you know was this character switched was this you know you know that you figure out the the main yeah spoilery switch you know from from the main character um but then it makes you start to think like oh these other there's these other moments that go why what huh yeah so it was that part that's that's what really for me puts lands that on this list because again it was a memorable um that's fair film that i you know just sitting there at the with no not in front of the computer just writing on a piece of paper what are the movies that that i remember that stuck with me and i've seen a lot of stuff so that one stood out you have seen a lot of stuff this year yeah it was last year oh man it's crazy <laughs> okay uh, number five well what do you got number five my number one or number technically number number one, one zach's number one for 2019 i haven't um, given mine any numbers am i am I'm just kind of going all over the place it's fine. <laughs> we know in games number one is fine it's true um <laughs> so i i literally just saw this but it's so unique I have, a, I have a feeling I know what it is. Um, 
so well we texted and i didn't get to see one of the things that i texted you. i, I was hoping to see both of them before I, I came here but oh wait so now you don't know well i now i was gonna is killing you i was gonna say peanut butter falcon oh no that is really good but it's not in my top five for the okay. year okay i did see that did we talk about that we did talk a yeah. little bit about it i haven't seen it yet it's on my still want to see yeah you got to see that it's it's really um, good um but no it didn't it did not make my top i think i know so it's parasite oh yeah no i mean that makes it, sense were you thinking uncut gems yes i yeah. thought it was gonna so be, I, uncut. I I was gonna be like see, wait what yeah i was wait, hoping what? to go see uncut gems this yeah. morning but i it just didn't work out so um I saw Parasite though, and it's um, a Korean film, um, so it's all subtitles, which is fine with me. I watch everything with subtitles, anyways. But yeah, that's your favorite. My favorite. Your favorite. My favorite. That's your favorite. That's my favorite. Uh, so this is the number one movie uh, of 2019 for me. It's um, again, it's number one. Yeah, because this is the type of movie that got me into watching art house movies and film making like film movies like, yeah, where yeah. i'm just like yeah. how did they do that what's what's the motivation there oh man this is just like another level this is so smart um you don't know where it's gonna go so when uh -huh. something happens you're like oh i don't know what kind of movie i'm watching anymore uh -huh. and then something else happens you're like i still don't know what kind of movie i'm watching anymore and um this it, obviously in a good way yeah yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, which is very common, I've found, with like European films and uh, these, these, yeah, these Asian films yeah. are just blowing up right now in, in the best way possible. And uh, I'm, I'm ready for it. Like, I'm here for it. I'm yeah. excited for it. Um, I'm glad that they've kind of progressed beyond like just the grudge and the ring movies. And no. You know, there's well, a, no, and there's I another those. grudge yeah, coming. Yeah, and it looks terrible. Um, but thank you because I didn't want you. No, to I don't want to see that. that no, I hate the grudge movie. I think they're stupid. Um, but this is not. This is not a horror movie, even though the title. Well, I guess I shouldn't say it's not a horror movie. It has horrific elements. If it's a horror movie and it's your number one, not shocked. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. It's it's a dark movie for sure, yeah, but I would huh? not say that it's a horror movie. Huh. Um, the first half of it... Uh, by the way, this is a movie that plays so much better if you have no idea what's going on. Which I don't. Would Do you want me to kind of spoil the like i'm gonna give, give you kind of a try because i don't want to spoil this movie for anyone listening that okay. hasn't seen it well don't give any spoilery stuff away. okay the the first half of the movie plays very very much like comedic and dry okay dry comedy very british uh -huh. humor yeah, almost yeah. straightforward like just very situational where like something happens and somebody has a quick quirk about that and it's like oh man like and you still you get the humor even though it's subtitled and it's Korean and I don't, the, the facial expressions are still there. You know, it, faces tell a lot of story. Yeah. And no matter where you come from, you can read a person's emotions sure. on their face and yeah. tone and everything, unless you're speaking Russian, in which case you just always sound angry. But <laughs> this movie, like I just, I connected with it immediately. Um, the framing and the compositions, you know, in it are very interesting and engaging and the main characters are likable. And it's a, in a lot of ways, it's kind of what it kind of has the same feel as us. 
Okay. But not no, not even close to the same twist that yeah, Us yeah. has. Yeah, like, yeah. No, don't even yeah. think that um, it's like the same movie. Right. Um, but to no, me. but feel. But Just the same aesthetic feeling. Aesthetic feel. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. You know, where Us is kind of, yeah. it's kind of an upper movie for the most part until something happens yeah. and then it takes that turn. Right. Um, this is that kind of movie. And it's funny because we were talking about, you know, I, I was surprised you had Once Upon a Time in Hollywood on your list, but this is, this is almost like a Korean Tarantino movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. So I cannot recommend this movie enough. Now, where can people see it? Um, it's on it's on some streaming now. Not like free streaming, but if you paid for it, because I believe it came out earlier, like four months ago in Korea, five, maybe six months ago in Korea. Um, and it's just now kind of making the last couple months its waves through... Uh, u.s cinemas so i think it is in the theaters in some places in like select theaters but i think you can get it online right now currently you can buy it through yeah itunes or something yeah Yeah. so um but definitely like check it out like if you're not if you're not afraid of you know reading some subtitles while you're watching a film i'm not afraid of subtitles then i i really think that you would actually dig this movie okay it's not it's not going to be scary in a in a way that you don't like (laughs) but not knowing what it like it just helped me keep that tension throughout it all Mm -hmm. by not knowing anything and all i saw was like the poster for the movie and then mm-hmm. it just it started making like people's like tops of their year yeah for 2019 and i've I was seen like, it on a bunch of those yeah lists. and i was yeah. like okay i have to check this out now and the poster is just like this family sitting at like a really nice upscale house and a dog and then like a body on the ground but like all you see is the feet mm-hmm. in the side of the poster mm-hmm. and I was like, all right, well, I I have to know. Like, I have to know what this movie is about. And so when Mm. you watch it, you're kind of waiting for that moment. And it doesn't necessarily happen the way that the poster makes it out to look. Which is not uncommon. Which is not uncommon. Um, But it's still, it's it's very engaging. It's very interesting, very fast. Like, there's always kind of something going on. Okay. And when when a turn, like a twist happens, it's not like M. Night Shyamalan twist, but it's like, it does feel more Jordan Peele, less M night Shyamalan when the yeah. twist does happen. Yeah. Um, but it's not as like fantastical as like, cause the Jordan Peele twists are almost supernatural yeah. in their, in their way, yeah. you know, but this feels a little, this is definitely like more six sense twist. Yeah, yeah. This is definitely more grounded yeah. um, in its twist, but Oh my gosh, just incredible acting and cast. And um, just the cinematography is great in it too, which I'm, I'm in love with the Korean cinematography lately. They yeah. use a lot of greens and blues and their fluorescent lighting yep. and LEDs and stuff and um, color grades. Right. Great, that's not so. the first time you said that. That's, that's actually been kind of a theme throughout the year. It seems like. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, there's a lot of Korean cinema right now and uh, it's, it's blowing up. I mean, and now some of those guys are coming over. Um, I say guys in a general depiction, but some of those filmmakers are coming over to the States and doing things now. Yeah. Um, and that's exciting. Uh, hopefully, you know, they're not tainted by the Hollywood system in any sort of way, but I roll. Still, I know <laughs> uh, I say that yeah, optimistically. I'm, I'm with but. you. Yeah. I'm with you. It's, you know, and I think that's from an artistic standpoint, um, from the creative side of filmmaking, I think that's what's, that's what's exciting to me yeah. is is that we can we can break rules and you know and somebody else is taking some of 
the same gear that we're all, you know, everybody's using the same gear, generally speaking. And then, you know, they're coming up with different looks and different feels and, 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 and it's that idea of the art part yeah, of it, right, which right. is really exciting to yeah. me. That, I just love the creative part of that. It's interesting because in the 40s and 50s, there was this French new wave of cinema. Yeah, sixties a little bit too, and then yeah, the noir feel, right? Yeah. And you had a lot of you know eight and a half and four hundred blows and all these classics, you know. Now that the Criterion Collection is basically made of, and um, you know uh, Godard and, and those guys, and um, and then in the late sixties and seventies, you had um, the New Yorkers, you know, these these uh, Zotrope guys, you know, right. Scorsese and, and Spielberg and and uh, and uh, everybody else, you know. Uh, and then now, though, you're getting, you're getting this. I feel like this Asian wave of of filmmakers that are coming through. Yeah, it's cool. And it's it's very it's very cool to see. Very interesting to see. I mean, Snowpiercer was an uh, an Asian um, film. I, I believe it was completely done through uh, Asian filmmakers, and uh, that stars Chris Evans in it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's way out there. There's a TV show now, which I don't know how you make that into a TV show, but whatever it's beside me but um so I'm, I'm excited to see this because it feels it feels like this fresh take again like I'm, I'm getting i'm getting new getting new direction i'm getting new angles i'm getting new compositions that aren't necessarily yeah. brand new but they just feel they feel fresh and i mm-hmm. think it's because you look at a lot of things like um a lot of action movies feel very similarly shot sure you know a lot of the same angles a low angle hero angle um I think Marvel all kind of look very similar in their way that they're, they're not a whole lot of um, compositional risks in the Marvel movies. Yeah. They got, if they found a yeah, formula and, that's fine. and they're sticking that's, that's to that totally formula. fine. Yeah. I, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. So it's stylized. Yeah. It's stylized, yeah. but it's a Marvel style. Right. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. that's fine. Um, but you know, I think it is nice though, because Marvel has that stylization and then, a thousand other movies try and copy it for their action movies and same thing with john wick you get a thousand other action you know single man action movies that kind of look like john wick and it just doesn't work the same right you know because that the originals the reason why they work so well is because they were the originals and they had that taste from the beginning and they right. you know um and i think that's what's happening now is i'm getting kind of a refresh like it's a nice just like a nice shower of cinema mm-hmm. from these asian filmmakers and i'm excited to see where it keeps going so 2020 should be even more of that and and that's awesome so yeah. you have any more on your list uh i do um uh, ford versus ferrari okay yeah sure um just man Christian for sound design alone Bale just oh, yeah. crushes it. dude man this guy this guy just has so many layers. Yeah. Um, Can you think of another actor? I mean, maybe, maybe like Peter O'Toole or like Lawrence Olivier. Like I'm trying, or I'm just trying to think of another actor that has quite the catalog and range of different right, things. Right. Right. Um, I mean, it's funny you bring up Peter O'Toole. I met him at the Oscars one year, and it was the last year that he was nominated. Oh, wow. Um, which he turned down a Lifetime Achievement Award because he wanted to win one on his own merit, hmm. which was which was 
it, I understand what he was, I mean. We That's sat, respectable. We I'm sat sure. and had a drink and discussed this whole thing, which is really cool. <laughs> well, we weren't sitting. We were standing in the lobby, but it was still cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know. Um, I mean, he played uh, Dick Cheney and Vice, and right. you you were, like, he completely morphed into Dick Cheney, which was, you, like, you, ten, five minutes in, you're, like, Christian who? Yeah. Um, I mean, that and the fighter. The fighter. Uh, oh, man. I mean. Machinist, Batman. I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, the list just goes on. Yeah, and yeah. he's, and, and it's not like. I mean, there's a lot of other actors that get similar types of roles because they play that role so well. And I don't yeah. mean like typecast roles. Right. Um, but he's got just so many gears. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah. I mean, because you can think of a lot of people that were in a lot of movies. And no pun intended since we're talking about Ford oh, versus Ford, Ferrari. Right. And I see what I did yeah. there with the yeah. gears thing. I mean, because if you look at like, uh, you know, trying to think i'm trying to think of another actor that would be as comparable and i just can't bruce willis always kind of the same guy and also not even on the same league as christian bale but yeah, i'm just trying to think of other actors that have been uh, in a plethora of things you know i mean pete uh, peter o'toole uh, i mean he had a lot of a lot of similar types of roles like i would i, I, yeah, would, sure. I would compare him more to like a dicaprio um, you know, because Leo DiCaprio, amazing actor. Okay, yeah. But, but his the types of roles that he's playing, um, sure. though, though they stretch his acting, aren't like com it's not a complete different gear. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean. Um, yeah, Leo always kind of feels like Leo Joaquin playing. Phoenix. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Joaquin Phoenix, I would probably say, because, you know, and I think the two different roles that come to mind um, would be the most recent Joker, and then when he played... Um, you say Johnny Cash? Oh, well, I didn't even think of Johnny yeah, Cash. Right. Completely different role. And yeah. then um, uh, Marcus Aurelius is in Gladiator. Oh, jeez. When he played um, yeah, Caesar right. or whatever... Um, it was just, yeah, so he's got that same level of gears, I think. Um, I wonder if that's a tell of, like, modern acting. Like, we're seeing more, is it that more actors are getting more variety, or is it that there's just, there's just more actors that are able to do more now? Well, and I think that's part of, I mean, the actors, friends that I know, I mean, that's part of their thing is, is that a lot of them go into it not not wanting to be typecast. Sure. Um, some some are not. They're like, they don't care if they're as long as they're working. Yeah, respect that, um, though. And, and that's totally fine, too. If, you know, if you're a character actor and, and that's a particular character they're looking for and they know you can do it, it's, you know, you're, you're getting the job and, and that's great. But there's a lot more on the avant-garde side of things where, you know, they um, there's a certain level, you know, that they don't, they, they want to stretch themselves. So right. they try to do these completely different types of roles. So, 
but yeah, I think Ford versus Ferrari. I love that story. I'm I'm a gearhead. Um, I've been you know, I used to drift race and road race and tuned a lot of different cars and so that movie just it was a great piece of automotive history and racing um and then they did a a great um it was just a great nod to the story and you felt like what it felt like to race man yeah in that movie i mean it was it was just well done very much like being in the driver's seat for that whole film and the sound design is just incredible with it so um hopefully get some recognition for that um just incredible um i i think it was in a lot of ways um kind of like knives out to me yeah um in that i did not expect it to be as good as it was it kind of came out of nowhere yeah i mean even just the, the you know all the buzz about it when it came out it was like what yeah. wait what is it and then they i don't think they initially thought that they were going to distribute it widely Oh, really? In the beginning, huh. it didn't feel like that because it didn't get, you know, the big marketing push hmm. that, you know, a lot of the other films got. And, um, but it was like, well, okay. Yeah. It's, it's, it's great. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely in my top 10 for the year if I was going to make yeah. a list. Yeah. I, I think it's amazing filmmaking. So, yeah. All right. You got one more? What do you got? Um, well, so my last one, which would be number 10, was kind of, I've, I've, it was, it was a toss-up. Um, Alita, Battle Angel. Oh wow, that's <laughs> unexpected. It's totally unexpected. Oh my gosh. Um, or and or John Wick. Um, okay. John Wick because it totally delivers like right out of the gate on exactly what you expect so much it to be. <laughs> I mean, so it was wick. like. You're not getting a whole lot of dialogue, but you're that getting some fight. amazing fight scenes. The knife museum crazy. fight alone. Oh, dude, it was just fantastic. Which, by the way, if you haven't seen the special features on that knife fight scene, um, go look it up because it's almost like 80% of that whole scene is just is CG. But you can't really? you can't tell. Um, so yeah, when they're when they're I did not know this. Yeah, when this they're, is ama- when that's they're amazing. breaking the glass and stuff yeah. and they're grabbing the knives, they're not really all there. Um, it's all done in post and some of the knives cause they're grabbing them so quick and they're throwing them. They're not really, it, you don't, you don't, your brain doesn't really need to see how realistic it looks. Right. So it was much safer, obviously for them to be grabbing f- nothing and then throwing fake knives and then they just CG everything in between that. Wow. Um, and then breaking glass, obviously. Then you don't have to worry about the glass being on the ground sure, while they're yeah, crawling yeah, around and everything. Right, yeah. yeah. So um, it's incredible because I, I did not have any clue yeah. that it was that much CG until watching the behind the scenes. Wow. Because when you're watching in the theater, you feel like it's real. Oh, my. It it's feels an so adre- brutal. It's an adrenaline it, yeah. rush. Oh. I mean, it's a it's a kick in the pants. Like, yeah. right out. I mean, you're... And was I mean, just some over the top. You're you're like oh, but it delivers. Yeah. Like it took it. It's what you go to a John Wick movie for, right. and it delivered right out of the gate. And it was such a fun ride. And it was like it was one of the ones that stuck in my mind. Yeah, it was like yes, I'll thank you. I'll have another. Right, <laughs> and I don't right. care about the story. I don't care about yeah. just some more creative fight choreography. Yeah, and. and 
you know that kind of thing and that's bring that, it that's beautiful filmmaking in its own right yeah you know the, the blocking the choreography the, the cinematography and that um you have to respect it like the, there's just nothing quite like it it's it's purely entertainment yep it, it at its purest form i mean and okay it's violent yes um it's a carnival ride. It, it is. It, it is tall. <laughs> it's a fun carnival ride. I mean, for somebody who stays up till two or three in the morning to watch kung fu films yeah. when they were a kid, yeah. it's de- it it till delivers. Yeah. Um, but Alita Battle Angel. I, I gotta think, know why. I didn't see this. Um, but it just does not scream it to comes, me. It comes. It. I think it's more. There's. It was more the experience of going, um, to see it with my wife. And my daughter, and um, just having those that you know, it's like this this girl power. You know, this girl kind of you know becomes a warrior type of thing. And um, though she was already a warrior in any way, and my it was my first experience with that because it's an anime series. Right. Like, it, it originally, is where the story comes from. Um, but I just. Uh, it just hit me. Probably the father daughter element to it, and it was it was fun and big and noisy. And yeah, it was, yeah, you know, it was, it's a popcorn flick. Yeah, but totally. you had a personal connection to it. It was in in that again, was more it, so, it was yeah. it was it wasn't really necessarily just the movie itself, though I enjoyed it. Um, it was it was great. Um, there isn't anything that that really stood out more than the you know the father daughter type of relationship and then just the experience going together with you know the girls and and them and, and them being bought in and really sure. enjoying it you know and just the idea of going to the movies together and having that and we've had plenty of those but the for that one in particular was yeah protagonist was, is aimed yeah. a little bit more towards yeah. that too and yeah um i mean yeah i'll i'll give you that because there is yeah. so much about the movies the movie going experience that is kind of going with people that you love you know and you care about and it wasn't amc and it wasn't amc <laughs> Listen to our last episode to hear about the terrible practices of AMC theaters. They can ruin your movie-going oh experience. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was my. That's my top ten-ish because actually ten little, is is Alita and yeah. John Wick. Um, I mean, solid, solid list. Of, yeah. You had you had a lot of fun movies. Yeah, I think. And I had some stuff that wasn't expected. Yeah. And uh, which you know, for me, I want to try to. I think going forward, I want to, you know, I was looking at some of these indie lists and yep. some of those other things and some of the stuff I'm like, oh, I, that, and that looked interesting to me, but I didn't, you know, and just kind of broadening my repertoire of, of, uh, my palette when yeah, it comes to sure. that. So um, I think that, I think that's important to do. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll, I'll rag on some big budget movies all the time, but, um, something that I noticed that I really, um, got back into in 2019 was these smaller intimate movies you know mm. marriage story and mm-hmm. knives out even though it's a little bit bigger budget than normal it's still a, it's an intimate yeah. smaller story yeah um you know there's no explosion well that's not true but um 
Yeah, you know, Parasite. There was a lot of movies that happened in like November, December, but because of scheduling, I didn't get to see. Right. Like Uncut Gems, I would have loved to have seen yeah, that. Yeah, we're going to have to go see um, that. There was a couple of um, theaters that did get to release in 1917 early, but that's coming out next yeah, week okay. here, everywhere oh, else. All right, so... so you you bring that up. Oh, here we go. I, I need to talk about this for a second. This bothers me because they did the same thing with It Man Four. Not that that's going to be get any awards or any nods, you know, from any award shows or anything that I really care about anyway. Um, but 1917 gets released, and they're doing this. They're releasing these. So it's available for award contention. So it's contention. available for the, like, yeah. dude, that bothers me. I get that. That totally bothers, like, no. Like, is there something that you're afraid of in the upcoming year that you're not going to, or you're giving a whole year of people to make something, like, because I really wanted to see that, and then it's on all these lists, and it's not playing until Thursday. Right or friday this this week yeah. coming up and it's like wait no you really you did a like a very sparse release across a handful of whatever to make yeah, new york and la yeah and, to yeah. make the to make the requirement right that attitude just irks me because there's a handful of those that came out and i'm like i don't want to spend my christmas day running around town trying to find the theater that's going to show it i know yeah and in, in in the t only in that time slot you know so yeah it's because uh, it looks great the, it, oh, looks, it looks amazing i'm like yes we're yeah if that was the case they were worried about it then don't release it in january right you know put right. it put it in november of next year or something yeah. i mean it's a it's a war movie it doesn't need to come out at a certain time right um you know you could have definitely put it into more awards season time in november of next year yeah um i highly doubt the movie wasn't complete three months ago anyways yeah. why didn't you just release it yeah just release it on christmas day yeah right like okay so well, i mean is that gonna hurt you no not at all have a, a week and a half different it, yeah it's it's a really strange but they they wanted that award contention they wanted the buzz they wanted you know the golden globes and everything to nominate it and then it come out the week of the golden globes right. after it probably is going to win something you know right and so more people are going to go see yeah. it it's 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 definitely all a marketing thing. yeah and that you know that part of that 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 part of the business the f is what oh that that's what grates me. Yeah, because it's no whole, longer the film it's making not, creative it, yeah, side it's not, of it. It, it isn't, and it's the darker side of it, and it, and I just, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, sorry. <laughs> what a way to end that. Yeah, <laughs> 2019, um, pretty good for movies, terrible for a lot of other things. Um, but part of the journey is the end. Yeah, and we love you, three thousand, and. Um, Maybe, maybe twenty twenty will be better. We'll see. Yeah. It's really early. We're uh, we started with a bang. No pun intended. In twenty twenty, uh, maybe yeah, going to World War Three here it. pretty soon. <laughs> we'll see. I guess. Uh, glad I'm almost aged out of draft time. So that's, right. Yeah. I'm, I'm close out of that. But um, if you guys don't like this list, do like this list. Agree with this. Don't 
add us. Like, do, do add us. I, yeah. I, that sounded like I didn't, I no. didn't want you to add us. Oh, absolutely. Do. Absolutely. Zach add us. Yeah. Let <laughs> me know what you think. Show at gmail.com. Yeah. Add, uh, add your comments. Add my personal your- <laughs> Instagram, my personal Twitter. Let us know. Um, what was your guys' favorites of the year? Yeah. You know, um, top five or top 10. And uh, yeah, if your, uh, if your favorite movie was cats though, um, just block me, just go ahead and block me. That's that movie's absolute trash. I don't have to see it to know it. I know it is. Tom Hooper's a jerk. And wow, uh, yeah. Well, that's what you get for not listening to your <laughs> we're, visual we're, effects director. We're talking about taking throwing shade to a whole nother level. This guy's a freaking <laughs> hack. Anyways, uh, thanks for listening, guys. Eric, you want to close us out? Sure. Um, thank you guys so much for listening and hanging out with us. And uh, and uh, yeah. <laughs> it's been a minute. It's been I haven't done this this year, oh so <laughs> it's been a year. It's been a whole decade. <laughs> I haven't um, done this this decade. Um, <laughs> that was kind of like the Humpty dance, your 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 Humpty voice. Hum, 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 hum. I don't I don't know that one. I don't know the Humpty, Humpty dance. dance. I don't know Humpty dance. Digital underground. Mm-mm. You had your chance. Do the dance. Mm-mm. No. Wow. Maybe if I actually heard it, I would it would click, but it doesn't sound familiar. Wow. Just close uh, out the show, Eric. <laughs> Okay. We're both hungry. Anyway, um, yeah, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for hanging out with us. You can find Zach on Instagram and Twitter uh, at Zach Abbott. You can find me at Eric Thurston on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. You can find the show on your favorite streaming platform at The Easy Podcast. And you can find The Easy Podcast on Twitter on Instagram at the easy podcast. And you can find us on YouTube with our new series from the bin. Yep. At the easy podcast show. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, shade that you want to throw at Zach, he'll be happy to take that at the easy podcast show at gmail.com. Thanks for listening guys. And uh, here's to a good 2020. Let's make it better than last year. Happy new year. Be kind to each other. Yes. We'll see you next time. Peace.